Well, folks, welcome again to Generation Podcast. It's good to have your company, and I have got what can only be described as some spectacular company today. Uh, with me in our makeshift studio is Derek Lamond and Neil McMillan, two of my friends and a couple of guys who are ministering currently in Edinburgh. And the topic today is the church and the city. Whenever you think of missional thinking today, folk are talking about things like diaspora, looking after folk who are moving from other countries, partnership with other agencies is really important. But another big feature is the city. Neil, can you kick off? Tell us, in your thinking, how important is the city in God's missional plan? I think uh, the city is central to God's missional plan. You know, as we read through the narrative of scripture and the theology of mission in scripture, then city always has a very central theme. And uh, we see the centrality of Jerusalem, the city of God, mm-hmm. and uh, pointing us forward to the new Jerusalem, the city of God, that we anticipate one day that God will dwell in a city with his people. And we, when we look at the place of city and the mission of the church in the New Testament, cities were really central to how missionaries in the first century thought about spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. So I think cities matter to God, they matter for mission, and they matter in the Bible. Okay, last Sunday night I was in church and, and hearing Derek preach, and he preached from Jeremiah 29, uh, really excellent sermon. Derek, I mean, can you just give us a few hints about the the themes that you took out in that sermon Sunday night and what kind of struck you as being a city centre pastor? Yeah, I think um, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting passage. Uh, I don't think necessarily it's a a blueprint uh, in terms of of gospel in the city. I think it's very significant in the sense that God gives direction to the exiled people of the Old Testament who are in Babylon as to how to live in the city. Um, I pointed out theologically the difference mm-hmm. between that situation and ours and that they were in exile because of disobedience. Uh, we are exiles, according to First Peter, um, not because of disobedience, but because of our the reality of our situation and the, and the current existence we have. Um, but nonetheless, I think there's, there's important principles not least that, that Peter in the New Testament takes the concept of exile uh, and applies it to us as Christians. And I think we live as exiles with the same mentality as they had in, in Babylon in that uh, we are to grow as a people and to uh, be discipled as a people, but also to seek the good of the city that we are in, primarily seeking its shalom, seeking its peace, and that piece is is related to the gospel. It's it's not it's not a material piece that we're looking for. It's not a material prosperity primarily. What uh, the New Testament and and the Bible speaks of is, as we live out the piece of the gospel ourselves in the city, we seek to share that uh, with the people of the city. And for me, the city is significant uh, in the same way as as, as Neil has as uh, highlighted, and and also simply because it's where lots of people are. And, uh, and people are made in the image of God, and where there's yep. more images of God, there's obviously more yeah. of attractiveness. You spoke there, or the Bible spoke about blessing the city. Guys, in, in what way can, can churches bless a particular city? 
I mean, cities are great places, and I think in scripture and in history we see that cities are places where people come together, they create culture, intellectual movements are formed, prosperity, material prosperity is generated. So God uses the city to bless in so many ways. Uh, You know, God's common grace to the world is expressed through much of what is done and produced in urban environments. So in urban environments, we get intellectuals coming together, we get creatives coming together, we get entrepreneurs coming together. And so they're places of energy, culture creation. Cities is where government happens and where ideas are fermented and formed and communicated and spread. So I think we want to really engage well with the city. You know, and Augustine, you know, the city of God was one of the great Christian classics. And his, his whole question is about how do we build God's city in the cities of this world? You know, how do we bring the kingdom of God to bear in urban environments? And that's a, a, a huge challenge for us okay. still. So you wouldn't buy into kind of Sodom and Gomorrah narrative where, you know, cities are seen there as bad places. So, you know, Sodom versus Jerusalem, you don't think there's a, a dichotomy there? Well, you know, there's a sort of strain of sort of Christianity that has thought you meet God in the mountains and in sure. the rivers and it's very sort of pastoral and lovely, but that's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. And uh, we meet God uh, in the city as much as anywhere And even else. in Sodom, there were some great folk who were really trying to speak to the people there about, about Jesus, ultimately. Yeah, so I don't think we have to see the city as a bad place or a negative place. I think cities are places of opportunity for the gospel. Uh, we live in a rapidly urbanizing world. You know, more than 50% of the world's population is urban now or will and be soon. And it's going up to 80%. The stats yeah. are 80% will be located in mega cities. That is a city of over 1 million. So we have a huge challenge then as Christians about how, how do we live as urban people and help the church to thrive in urban environments, especially in these vast cities, you know, these mega cities that are cropping up all around the world and growing so so quickly. And cities can be places of great justice and hope. There's the rule of law, there's security often, but they can also be places of great injustice where you've got these favelas or huge yep. shanty towns gathering around a city. So there's a massive missiological challenge there, I think, for the church. Yeah, how have you found the cities, Derek? I mean, you you've been you've been raised in a city. We're all city guys. We were brought up in cities: Glasgow, Edinburgh, Aberdeen. Um, <clears throat> you've both, uh, three of us, in fact, have ministered outside cities. Uh, I was in suburbia. You were in a small town, Derek. You were semi-rural uh, up in Rosshire. So, I mean, we've all been in and out of cities. We've all got experience of non-city ministry. How did you feel coming back into the into the city? Did did you feel a, a change of, of pace? Did you completely reorientate your own ministry philosophy? Um, it 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 was different. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I think, and in our own particular context, uh, I think it's different because uh, community is different in the city. Um, immediacy is different in the city. Uh, um, anonymity is different in the city there's lots of different things uh, about the city um, and where we are in St Columbus obviously is um, is is kind of like a uh, a tourist um, 
mega cent- it's center. It's an old historic building yeah, located yeah. in the top sure. of the Royal Mile. Yeah. Um, which is which is great. It, it has its own challenges, it has its own advantages and disadvantages. And uh, the difference was for me in terms of having a vision to reach the city with the gospel, how could we do that from a city centre gathered uh, congregation? And uh, the answer to that, that I believe God provided over a period of time was to reach out into the city and plant churches and communities. Uh, and each of them would be different. Uh, and hopefully, and I I believe it's it's been the case that we, we have reached uh, more people, many more people than we would have otherwise uh, by doing that. So multiplication of, of of churches in the city is a hugely significant and challenging task for us. Great. I'll come back to church planting later. I think Neil McMillan's got a kind of mild interest in, in church planting. Uh, I'm not too sure. Neil, <coughs> you ministered in an urban situation in, in Kirkcaldy. <coughs> You're now ministering a city situation. Is there a difference between urban town and urban city? If so, what's the vibe? What's the difference? So Kirkcaldy is a town of 50,000 people. So basically, you always know someone who knows someone. You know, you're connected. You feel you've got a great feel for the whole community, the whole town. You know how things work behind the scenes. You know, who the movers and shakers are. That's much easier in a small town in Scotland than it is in a, a larger city. And Edinburgh's not a particularly big city. But it is, as Derek said, it's still slightly more anonymous. It's harder to work out how things happen, how business gets done, who the gatekeepers are. Um, I think um, still in small town Scotland 10 years ago, when I was there in Kirkcaldy, people were m- more kind of receptive towards the church and religion. You know, there was, there's, there was less indifference. They mm-hmm. still saw the place of the church and the life of the community and the value of it. But... The interesting thing about urban places too is that Edinburgh is a city of villages. You yeah. know, you've got Morningside and Stockbridge and Newington and Cramond. And so we live in the village of Morningside in some ways. And so at that level, you do get networked very well with what's happening at a kind of micro level in the city. But cities are really exciting places to live in and places of great opportunity. And one of the great differences, I think, is the mix of people is so different in a city from small town Scotland. You know, you just meet so many different kinds of people from a much wider variety of backgrounds uh, and all over the world, lots of different ways of looking at life and understanding life. So I've I've found that a, a different kind of challenge intellectually in terms of ministry, you know, the, the, the thought world that people are coming from, the ideas that they hold to are pretty different from what I was ministering with in a previous context. Okay, pushing back a, a wee bit, I mean, we're into honesty here. Uh, we're part of a Generation Church Planting Network. We're into revitalising churches. Some folk would say, and, I, you know, I hear this all the time, and I want your guys' reaction, that we are abandoning the rural. And there seems to be this, I don't know, division between rural and urban Derek, what do you say to folk who say that, who talk about the rural-urban division? Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that uh, sentiment that you brought into the conversation, David. Um, I just don't think it can ever be... I, I understand where we come from historically, and I don't think it can ever be an either-or. Um, 
we can't abandon the gospel. The gospel's for everyone in, in every place. There's no doubt about that. How that is is uh, brought to people, uh, how people in local communities are fed regularly with the gospel and discipled and matured may have to change in, in, in the way we do things. Uh, but we look to uh, cater for the whole of Scotland. We're, we're in a unique position, I think, as a at one level, as a denomination, in that we, we do still have reach in every, well, in most parts of Scotland, uh, and we want that to continue and grow. And I think as the churches grow in the cities, it's not about uh, uh, self-fulfillment. It's about providing through that leadership both for churches in the city and throughout absolutely i mean throughout the country the, the other week there i just saw something on our own website about a church up in the north it was in thurzo and they made three new deacons and, and the three of these guys had been through city churches and i thought that is really good you know folk who've been exposed to different models in the city returning back to caithness or murrayshire or or wherever Neil, what do you think about this relationship between rural and urban? So, you know, my 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 family history is all in rural Highland Scotland. My wife's family live in the islands. So obviously I've got a great care for the whole of Scotland and for rural and Highland Scotland. I've never lived anywhere but an urban environment, but I realise that we want to be a national church. Now, when I started a ministry 26 years ago, we had three ministers in Fife for 350,000 people. We had 80 ministers in the Highlands and Islands for 250,000 people. So in terms of our kind of missional emphasis and our missional focus, we were really weighted towards the Highland and we, and we were really underrepresented in the central belt. So even 10 years ago, there were only three free church congregations in Edinburgh yeah. for half a million people. Yeah. And so I think we, we want to say, yes, we, let's help the church to thrive across Scotland in the Highlands, the Islands, but also in the cities. And as Scotland becomes more urban, uh, we want to do well in the cities because cities generate people. They generate money and resources. Uh, you've indicated, you know, that young people come to the city, they get trained, they can go back and serve in churches elsewhere. But if we can grow lots of healthy uh, congregations in the cities, I think that will resource mission and ministry across Scotland and beyond Scotland for generations to come. There's a huge opportunity for us in the cities that we've missed out on for a long time and that we really need to go after now. Okay, so if, if we look at what Generation's doing, what our own circle's doing, um, we've now got a couple of churches in Dundee, whereas you know, 30 years ago we had only one struggling one. <clears throat> Edinburgh Lothian District, we've now got seven. Um, Glasgow, you know, we're looking again at church planting work there. We'd love to see some stuff in, in Aberdeen. Um, we've got this vision before us, and I hope the folk are praying for it, 30 churches by 2030. And if that's going to be achieved, <clears throat> the cities have got to be central in that. So, you know, Neil, you, you think a lot about church planting. Would you put precedence to church planting in cities, or would you say, listen, guys, wherever it goes? So... My, my my kind of philosophy is if, if there are men who feel God is calling them to plant in the cities, then let's give them every help and opportunity that we can to plant in cities. 
If men feel they're called to rural or highland ministry or small town ministry in Scotland, then we're going to help and encourage them towards that. So I think, though, that we want to sort of still say to men, there's a great work to be done in the cities. There's a great opportunity in the cities. Will you come and help us? Uh, so I don't have a, I'm not going to push people, things towards the cities in a way that is detrimental to the rest of the denomination. But I'm going to say we we need to go after this and do as well as we can in urban environments and and not to kind of just be a haphazard about it. I think we've got to have a strong degree of intentionality about what we do and a really hard focus that God's called us to be a witness to our nation and uh, most people in our nation live in the city, so let's yeah. give them good gospel witness with good gospel churches. Absolutely, and would you also agree at or join with me in observing that, you know, the city culture is also pervasive in rural areas. I know the island of Skye really well. If you go to an area like Glendale and Skye, it is probably majority folk who most of their lives are, have been in, in the city. <clears throat> you go up to Ugluis, again, the majority of folk uh, lived in the city at some time in, in their life. Trotternish and Sky, parts of Murrayshire or Gylshire. Is, is that true, that there's less rurality than there used to be? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's a hom homogeneity, I think, in, in people's thinking and, and culture, uh, social media and, and advances in that in these fields have, have made that the case. Uh, I, I don't think there's a huge difference in thinking. And I do think in a rural context... Um, there's a real need to uh, embrace whoever's there sure. with the gospel and, and not really think in the context of, of outsiders or white settlers or whatever else it might be we want to call them and recognise that that uh, the gospel must be preeminent as we reach out to them. And I think, um, following on from what Neil was saying, I think part of the challenge for us is we have a huge need uh, for guys to come in to the ministry uh, per se, it's yeah. a huge issue for yeah. us, and it's it's one of the the reasons we will not, from humanly speaking, will not reach our thirty thirty target if we don't get more guys, and and we really need uh, to structure our denomination in such a way that is training guys through and bringing good good guys and challenging them. Uh, into this work and, and to get churches excited about creating new churches you know i'm talking to folk who are taking little tentative steps you know i'm talking to guys in air they're really keen to do something in co-winning <clears throat> the guys in coat bridge are really keen to do something and shoot and uh, up the ma motorway there and some of the commuter towns uh, is, is is church planting? <laughs> no, it's one of those. Is the Pope a Catholic questions? Neil, is, is church planting the way forward? Church planting is just one way of doing mission. Uh, we're about the gospel, you know. So we aren't pointing people to to new churches and saying new congregations are the hope of the nation. You know, we're pointing people to Jesus and saying yeah. Jesus is the hope of the nation. Yeah. But we need congregations in every community yeah. that are going to bear witness to that gospel in word and deed. And the problem in Scotland now is that so many churches have closed. 
thousands of churches have closed in the last three decades. Mm -hmm. So we've got lots of communities now that have no viable Christian witness left. And so we are really burdened, I think, to say, can we bring new churches into these communities so that people there have the, the opportunity to hear the good news being preached, to have a local church where the Bible is taught and where Christians are living out the gospel with their neighbours. And I think that's such an important thing for every community in Scotland, uh, whatever it might be, rural, highland, urban, lowland, in the borders, in Ayrshire. You know, we, we want to see new churches thriving wherever they're needed. And hundreds and hundreds of new churches are needed. And that's why sometimes the resistance against church planting, I struggle with that because... Uh -huh. I don't think people realise the scale of the need and the scale of the challenge. You know, 30 by 30 is just a drop There's in nothing. the ocean. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so... How does... I mean, an interesting thing for me is that you get locations of church buildings, right, that would be <laughs> ridiculous to see, you know, we're part of the free church has gone, to have maybe two free churches gone in, in Portree or, or somewhere like that. <clears throat> in the cities, however, you see churches quite... Close. I mean, you can walk from Cornerstone to Buclue to St. C's. They're not all that far away. It's right in saying that it looks different in a city. You could almost have a church in an adjacent street, but it's reaching different communities. So, you know, okay, you've got cities are made up villages like Glasgow is, you know, Partick and Hindland and Shettleston, Giffnick, all these places that little villages, <clears throat> but what is community in a city? What defines it? What are the, the lines around which people gather? That's a big question. Uh, there's a lot of questions there. Um, um, I think it I think it depends on the demographic. I think it depends on the area. I think some areas are very geographically uh based around their or communities very based around the geography i think sometimes in the city your community is your work community yeah. um sometimes it's your leisure community how, however that that's been defined the people you go to the gym with or whatever um so i i don't think there's any one uh, definition of community in the city i think uh it's the what's important is 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 the link between individual and communities, Christians, with uh, those who are not Christians, however that is defined. And so, you, for example, we're a gathered church in St. Columbus, um, whereas Neil and Cornerstone has, has worked very hard for it to be a community church for Morningside, and that's that's worked in many ways. Um, so we, we've, we've almost had to foster community uh, within the congregation. Um, but if I'm, you know, living in my Morningside flat there and, you know, there's a, it was maybe 10 families in the flat, it's not unusual to have absolutely no communication with the folk in the flat. You know, am I especially weird or is that a city thing? You know? Yeah, you are especially weird. Um, <laughs> but it's also a city thing. Sometimes I find it, it varies from neighbourhood to neighbourhood and just who's living in a particular Area We lived in one street where everybody was very friendly. People helped each other out all the time. I lived in another street in Morningside where people came out the front door beside you and wouldn't look you in the eye. You know, they just kind of turn the other way. So Edinburgh and all cities, I think, have 
such a mix of neighbourhoods and people. So one of the great things I think that Christians can bring to the city is a sense of being friendly and open and connecting people and building community. Because cities are anonymous places. And, you know, the, the rise of single occupancy households in the cities is massive. So loneliness is a huge issue in the city then. So there are amazing opportunities for the church to minister into some of the fault lines of the city to create community and to be a blessing to people. One of the ways I think that the city works is just that, you know, there's still, I think, quite a big class division in the cities. And and um, <coughs> so our churches tend to be more middle class, pretty well-educated people, quite comfortably off. Not all of them, but that's... So I think it's really important that we've got uh, stuff like 20 Schemes going on and uh, church plants like Govan and so on that are much more focused on going to the working class and uh, sort of working class communities in, in our cities and saying how can we establish thriving churches there. Right, one, one of the things that we want to do, to do is see new Christians, folk coming to faith, becoming followers of, of Jesus the question I'm going to ask is really just about personal witnessing. Um, does that look different in the city? Or, you know, Neil mentioned anonymity there. Uh, is, it, is it easier to talk about Jesus in that environment? Um, what methodology do you guys recommend or see most fruitful in evangelism in the cities? Dead air, folks. We don't want dead air. <laughs> I think uh, that's a really significant point. I, I don't think there's, in many ways, I don't think there's a great difference between evangelism, wherever we yeah. do it, particularly not personal evangelism. I think uh, one of the big challenges is to move away from the fear of having to evangelize on our own and see the value of evangelizing as a community mm -hmm. and inviting people into our Christian community, whether that be in our homes or uh, in our churches. Um, but I do think that all our people uh, traditionally um, from our culture are not great at sharing their faith. Sure, I would absolutely and, and I agree think with that. We City need to or rural. work hard at developing... Uh, that gift and that intentionality in our lives. I'd love to explore that in some future podcast, just this natural ability to talk about Jesus. It seems to be such a thing in, in, in our lives. Have you thought more about this kind of thing, Neil? What, what sort of evangelistic things, missional things work? Well, when we were starting Cornerstone, one of the phrases that stuck with me, which I think came from Total Church by Chester and Timis, was... Uh, the mission is long-term, low-key, and relational. Yeah. And certainly I think there's a truth to that, that most people who come to faith, it's not in one conversation. It's in 30 conversations over five years with multiple different people. And so we haven't sort of made evangelism something that we do in an aggressive manner and in a kind of hit-and-run, here's a tract, believe in Jesus, it's much more love people well, be a blessing to your neighbours, um, love them without any particular agenda, be kind to people, get to know them, 
build relationship, introduce them to your network of Christian friends, tell the story of Jesus. And over time, we've seen people come to faith just through getting to know Christians, becoming friends with them, meeting some of the other Christians in their life, coming along to church, hearing about the gospel, being able to ask questions. And that's been a really fruitful process. Not huge numbers of people, but certainly very effective in getting to people who are very far away from being part of a church or having any Christian belief to people who have a very loving and lively faith now. Sure, it's a long-term process. And I guess one of the features of city life is people come and people go. So you're just walking with folk through a certain few years of their lives. You know, I I go to both your guys' churches and there's never a week that you're saying goodbye to someone and saying hello to someone. Do you find that frustrating? It's hard work, yeah. It's it's definitely hard work. Um, The transience of the city... Generally, um, you know, the idea of, of coming to a place, uh, getting a career and staying in the same job for 60, 50 years, well, it's going to be 60 or 70 years now. Um, if is, the Tories get their way, it'll be <laughs> 80 or 90 years. We need fiscal prudence here. <laughs> uh, is is gone, you know, so you're talking about people are expected to have four or five careers and, and even in one career, they tend not to be in the same place for a long time. So there's a, a transience, but there's also a huge, you know, in our church anyway, a lot of we've got a lot of people, young young professionals, families, uh, and uh, their lives are incredibly busy um, and exhausting in the city. I'm sure that's the same. Uh, are are dominant pastoral issues in, in the city? What are the top three? big counselling pastoral issues that you guys come across? Well, I don't think they're particular to the city. I think um, marriage problems. I think uh, anxiety, stress and depression are endemic. Money, ambition, is that a thing? Debt can be a big problem. You know, there's a certain lifestyle. You know, I mean, when I moved to Edinburgh from Kirkcaldy, the cost of everything was what shocked me most. I couldn't buy a cup of coffee in uh, Kirkcaldy. Well, you've never suddenly... bought me a cup of coffee in your entire life, so that maybe explains it. No. So mm. uh, so I think the other really uh, big issue uh, that, again, is not particular to cities is uh, struggle with pornography is endemic now, uh, even amongst Christians. So that's a huge pastoral issue uh, that people Why are, is that are struggling. People... Um, it's not just a guy thing. I'm sure it's a girl thing. Uh, people are just lonely, um, frustrated. I don't know. It's, again, maybe it should be a podcast on, on its own. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I think uh, people are isolated. I think uh, the virtual world is where a lot of people spend their time. We live in a highly sexualized culture, and uh, the access to pornography is just so easy. And it's an escapism. For many people, isn't it? People are want to comfort themselves in some way, and they escape into this little world. And uh, one of the downsides of that, of course, is that then people can't be bothered with real relationships because they're actually hard work. <clears throat> Do you guys enjoy ministering in, in the city? I mean, uh, this recording is taking place in August in Edinburgh. Do you guys enjoy it, taking an hour getting through the traffic? You know, looking at eight outside juggling shows and love it. Love it. You love the vibe. No. You can't get into your church half the time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's challenging for this. It's, it's, um, 
there's lots of great things about it. There's lots of things that are not so good about it. One of the challenges for us in the city centre, particularly just now with the festival, is they close lots of the roads, uh, and so access is is difficult. Um, but we also get uh, we had a really, really lovely Christian girl in church last Sunday who was performing in the fringe from uh, the states. Uh, felt isolated. Not many Christians in the among our fellow performers, but uh, loved. Uh, coming and meeting with us and we ha that happens a lot and that's a great privilege generally we get a lot of people coming to us uh, for worship from all over the world and that's a great privilege but it is definitely tough at this time of year yeah <laughs> uh, living in a city is an amazing thing because everything's so convenient you know and you've got so many great shops museums galleries places to eat places to go and Edinburgh's a particularly great city because you've got all that and then you've got beautiful green spaces and rivers and parks and so on so I, I love the city a lot of the time I long for somewhere quieter you know I, I'm quite old now and I quite would like to live beside a river and look at the trees and sort of Shady Nook and Babbling Brook and all that all stuff. that kind of Maloney so uh, be arranged so, you know, there's a little bit of you that does want something that's slower and different pace of life, but at the same time, it's a really rewarding, rich environment. And I get to meet an incredible array of people and so many talented, gifted people. So, what a joy. Yeah. I love it. I really love it. <clears throat> I mean, you're both lads who see the extraordinary in the ordinary, and I think you'd both thrive wherever you go, I mean, you preach well and you're, you're good guys. Um, I mean, we're, we're closing up now. Is, is there anything you just want to say to folk out there that would, what would you ask them to do for you guys who have city ministries? Key one, obviously, is remember you all in prayer. And pray I was going to say send us your money. But, so, uh, that's yeah. crass. Of course, that's the way I, I socialically speaks. <laughs> says Boris um, yeah I, I think uh, probably within our context what I crave most is is the trust of people you know that we're working for working our hearts out yeah. for Jesus in the city we're not competing with anyone we have a great longing and desire for the whole nation but this is where God's called us this is where he's given us the vision for um and we believe with all our hearts that that vision and that passion has come from him. And uh, we simply want their love and support to do that as we hope we give our love and support to ministry through and uh, mission throughout the country. Yeah. I mean, I think Derek's sort of articulated that in a very helpful way. And for people to understand that what we're doing in the city, we want to be to the benefit of the whole of the denomination. You know, we're working out of a conviction that if the church thrives in the city, that that will bless everyone, everywhere. Every congregation will benefit from that. And, uh, you know, so we're not pursuing a sort of narrow interest or a selfish interest. We're really trying to pursue something that will help resource the kingdom of God and kingdom work in Scotland and beyond for a long time to come. Well, guys, as always, I have enjoyed your company and we're nearing the end now. 
So we wish you both really every blessing in your own ministries and the listeners listening to this podcast, wherever you are, in your little croft or in your farm or in your city, in your city garret or wherever you are. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, so just go out there, folks, as my own pastor says every week, tell the good story of Jesus and be kind to one another. Thank you. Have a great day.